1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Megan Boyd and meteorologist Jillian Johnson. We're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects later, which is... Snacks. Snacks, guys. Back to school snacks that are fantastic, but we have a lot to get to. Let's go ahead and get to our daily four right now. And we are struggling with drought and triple digit heat in Texas this summer. And we're watching more and more water restrictions put into place around here. So, where could we turn to find more water? Well, how about? The ocean, it's right there, Gulf of Mexico. Spain is doing it. The Wall Street Journal reports that Spain has been building new desalination plants as that country, uh, in that country, and it's meant to take salt and other harmful substances out of ocean water so you can drink it. Now, Spain's been dealing with prolonged drought, so anticipating continued climate change, warming and less rain, it's turning to this process, which has actually long been used by desert countries in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia and the UAE. They've done it for a while. There are upsides, obviously, plenty of water to go around, especially with water levels rising in some cases. But on the flip side, it takes a lot of money and energy to build and to operate these plants. And here's the really interesting thing, putting that super salty brine leftover back into oh. the ocean, that can hurt the ecosystem. Yeah, I so would imagine. I, I didn't think about that. I thought maybe there's just like some flaky salt leftover and some little things, but they... <laughs> Season they, your chicken. <laughs> they have like, yeah, but there's just water that's kind of nasty water. They got to put it somewhere. Um, desalination is actually used Used in Texas, in more than 50 Texas cities and counties, not for seawater, though. It's used to clean that dirty surface water and groundwater, they use the term brackish water, you've heard that before, mm-hmm. so they use it for that. But the Texas Water Development Board, which is like an actual government board, they want to expand it to have more infrastructure, eventually using seawater, too. So what are your thoughts about that? I mean, what are your initial...
2: Well, to me, it's like, okay, if one, you know, you start doing it, and like, say that ever happened here mm-hmm. in the United States, we're a very large country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The water will eventually run out, especially, you know, you talk about we're going out months without rain, if that's happening. I don't know. It's interesting to think that, yeah, the ocean, it seems vast, but maybe not if for we long. you start pulling the water
0: out at a certain point, right. Yeah, uh, multiple large countries doing that. Yeah. Also, it sounds gross to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, you know, they, whatever, clean it and take yeah. the salt out. But...
1: I think if they could figure out a way to, and there there are ways to treat that water again before you put it back in the ocean, that might be the key, and also using less energy. I think there's something called direct osmosis. We hear about reverse osmosis a lot, which is a good way to clean your water, but direct osmosis uses pressure and less energy, so that's another way they could possibly make it work, but it's it's something people, you know, more and more countries are turning to this as Mm -hmm. we see things change. Well, and I
2: feel like a lot of times we forget how fragile our ecosystems are, too, so even just a slight change, Mm It can mess up stuff for that's years true. and forever, you know. So that's stuff to think about too. And I maybe they'll be the the guinea pigs and testing all that right. out. And I think we'll just have to wait and see. We'll
1: have to wait and see. That's for sure. Now it's number two in our daily four.
2: All right, well, new research indicates the weight loss drug, WeGoV, may reduce the risk of heart attack, stroke, and or heart disease-related deaths by at least 20%. That's according to results from a major clinical trial in people with cardiovascular disease. It's the first trial to show a weight loss drug alone can have such protective effects. Novo had studied WeGoV for prevention of major cardiac events in non-diabetic adults with heart disease who were obese or overweight. Okay. The finding of 20% reduction in heart risk was higher than many experts had anticipated. The findings have not yet been peer-reviewed or published in a medical journal, but will be presented at a scientific conference later this year. In the past, Wegovi has been thought to be a vanity drug and not covered by insurance, and, but this data could possibly help improve insurance, the coverage for the drug. I thought that was pretty uh, interesting, but if this sounds a little bit uh, familiar to you guys, I'm sure maybe you've heard of Ozempic. Right. also something that's uh, been very similar to this. It showed a dramatic result in cardiovascular risk, but it has only been tested with patients who have type 2 diabetes. I know a lot of celebrities also use that for weight loss. (laughs) You see them sometimes talk about that, too, but yeah, what do you guys think about that?
1: Well, and the way, you know, truthfully, Wagovi and Ozempic are the same thing. They're Mm -hmm. just named differently for different purposes, right? Diet for diabetes, Ozempic for weight loss, Wagovi. But Mm -hmm. insurance companies, if I were, you know, sitting in a boardroom somewhere making a decision, I think, look at all the diseases obesity can lead to and all the health issues it can lead to why would I not want to cover that and prevent the other issues down the road yeah. you know I would think that would be the logic and now that there's reinforced research showing okay, here's the the borne-out research that shows this will help prevent heart attacks in many cases I can see it being and
0: vulnerable. I mean it makes sense right if people are losing weight, they're getting healthier through this drug then their heart health will improve I would think not a doctor yeah. but you know you yeah. could see that that correlation would work so.
1: I do know that it's very expensive without insurance, like a thousand bucks a month for that stuff.
2: And do you talk about just uh, your way of, if you have the opportunity to do that, you're kind of like put up here. And so, regardless of all of that, it takes time, you know. And so, a lot of these research and the trials, it it takes a lot of time for it to be proven. And so, a little bit of a risk there. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of a risk, but... Sometimes, if you have the money, right. risk is the you know the greater the risk, the greater the rewards. So
1: exactly, the and you weigh the risk, the risk and the the risk we the reward. Yeah. The risk and the reward, <laughs> pretty much, to see which one is yeah. worth it. good information to know. That we'll, we'll see more studies, I'm sure, in the mm-hmm. future. And number three in our daily four. This is interesting, Megan. I it is interesting.
0: Bizarre. The baseball community is up in arms about a broadcaster being suspended. This is happening out of Baltimore. The Orioles announcer Kevin Brown was removed from the team's broadcast over a comment that he made in the July 23rd game against uh, the Tampa. Tampa. Tampa Bay Rays. Brown simply pointed out during the on-air broadcast that the Orioles had won more games at Tampa Bay's Tropicana Field this year than the three previous years combined. But the comment, again, that's fact. It was based on fact. That stat was even posted in game notes for the day, which are put together by the team's public relations staff and handed out to media who are covering the game. Now, we cannot show you the clip because of broadcast rights and things like that. It is available on Twitter. We encourage you to go watch it for yourself. But several people in the baseball and sports community have spoken out in support of this guy, basically saying that he was just stating the fact. Have you guys seen it?
1: I haven't seen it, and I want to hear and see the tone with which it was delivered, because sure. I have not seen it yet, so I think that's going to make a difference, too, possibly. But again, if they put this out in packets of information before right. the game, game, and it's public knowledge, yeah. yes. why does it really matter that Well,
2: more? it's like sometimes maybe your, your team hasn't been as good, it's just like they're making a little dagger into your wound a little bit mm-hmm. bigger, and it's like, man, we can't beat this team, or we can't do you know? So maybe they're feeling salty in a way and... Uh,
1: but sometimes that's fuel to help you succeed. I mean, some true. people are not praise oriented, they're criticism oriented. Right. And they fuel, it fuels their desire to win, so. And
0: that's sports, that's you win, sports. you, lose. you, win you yeah. lose, right? And there's, there's also issue because the broadcaster is suspended, but there was even a graphic that they put up on screen. So we know in this business that there's a producer Lots that probably planned this right. segment, somebody made the graphic, this was a planned thing. Yeah. I don't know. The the Orioles have a reputation for this. Actually, this was not the first time that this ownership has taken Mm. uh, some action that has been turned into critical comments um, against mm, broadcasters. 1996 iconic broadcaster John Miller left the Baltimore Orioles after 14 years. Ownership had kind of pushed him out. He had a tell it like it is Mm. style. Public address announcer Ryan Wagner was dismissed just hours before the home opener in 2021. He had some tweets that they said were were the reason for that. Broadcasters have also been reprimanded um, when they mention Orioles players that are no longer with the team. So, it just seems like people are saying that the Orioles are a little soft right now, that they're not really willing to talk about some maybe struggles Mm -hmm. that they've had. And they're winning. They're a good team right now. That's what's crazy. They're actually doing really good this year. And it's like, why, why now? This poor guy, but it seems like people are giving him job offers. He'll Other teams job. are like, yeah. hey, we'll take you if they don't want to. Like, yeah. He'll
1: bounce back. Yeah. He'll bounce back for sure. All right, now to number four on our Daily Four. Uh, today marks the inaugural <laughs> National Whataburger Day. I'm surprised this is the first one. On August 8, 1950 in Corpus Christi, Whataburger was born, and since then, several generations have enjoyed their burgers and fries at nearly 900 locations across the U.S. As part of today's celebration, their 73rd anniversary, Whataburger told fans uh, they could head to the app to get a free burger, but the demand and participation was so high, the app crashed, it crashed during the lunch rush, just no one could use it. Uh, Frustrating, many fans hoping to get their hands on a free burger, so Whataburger jumped into action quickly, knowing a lot of eyes are on this, a lot of folks use the app. After 2 p.m. they posted an apology on social media, they said the app's back up and running, you can go get your free burger. You know, not surprising, that, that happened. Right. Free anything is great. But in Texas, what a burger means something more than just food. It, it it's a culture. It's a cultural thing.
0: It really thing. is. Yeah.
1: What is it about it do you think? I know what it is for me, but I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's it's good. I don't. I'm not from <laughs> Texas, so I moved here, and I was like, "What is this place?" And now I love Waterburger. Yeah. Maybe it's something they put in there. That that, maybe maybe there's a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. Some a a extra special s- ingredient.
2: Secret seasoning that That's like right. gets us hooked every year. But I have an aunt who lives in Georgia, and anytime they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna drive." Mm-hmm. I think there's one in Florida or Alabama, yeah. one of those, and she's like, "We'll drive hours for it." And I'm <laughs> like, "Really?" And so anytime they would come and visit us, yeah. they'd get Waterburger whenever they arrived in Texas, and they'd have to get Waterburger as their last meal. Oh my God. It's
1: like that Chick-fil-A fandom, too. People oh, yeah. line, I, I, There's one in Arkansas now, a couple, and the lines are down the block causing traffic issues. But Whataburger has introduced uh, a museum of art because people are so obsessed, they, they create art of their own volition and put it on this Instagram page. It's a verified page on Instagram called the Whataburger Museum of Art. Look at some of the art there. You see kind of a melted uh, little flag, the 22. Yeah, that's that's your order number. Right, it's all this <laughs> in the heat. Um, some really creative things, some of the actual kind of iconic Whataburger designs. You know, there was a time when they were that A-frame style. You see a lot of those, even old ones around Central Texas. We do have one. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a nice, just a burger and you know, in, the, in the hands, ready to take a nice big bite. So these are uh, just really fans creative. of
0: Whataburger have created this art, right. and, and they're it's, showcasing it on there. That's pretty cool. It's
1: pretty great. So if you love Whataburger, you can submit your uh, delicious design and see if they'll take it. I bet they'll put it up. I bet they'll put it up. Yeah. Well, coming back in Back to School Week continues here on KWTX with a conversation about healthy foods for your kids. We'll safe from a nutritionist when we come back.
0: It is Back to School Week here on KWTX at 4, and today we are talking about nutrition. Mm, it
1: smells good on this table right now. We're joined now yes. by Jessica Messina, an Aramark Registered Dietitian with Baylor Scott & White Hillcrest. I just want to thank you for being here today. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've heard, all of us, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, so. Is this fact or fiction, what would you say?
3: I would say that's definitely fact. Okay. Breakfast is a very important meal, especially for kiddos, so that way they have the energy and the nutrition that they need in order to excel in school and then also sports and their physical activities.
0: Okay, so can you tell us some quick and easy, healthy foods that you can offer to kids during the school year?
3: Most definitely. So, for breakfast in the morning, smoothies are a great thing to offer. They're quick, they're easy, especially if you're in a rush in the morning. You can also offer whole grain cereals and oatmeals, uh, yogurt parfaits, those sorts of things, and add in different mixes. Like dark chocolate, or even strawberries, bananas, blueberries, all that good stuff. And if you do have a little bit of time in the morning or the previous day, like in the evening, you sure. can even make some scrambled eggs bites. So, make some eggs in a mixing bowl along with your favorite vegetables, mm-hmm. cheeses, and meats. Put those in little muffin tins, bake those off, put them in the fridge whenever they're done in the morning. You've got a snack or a uh, healthy breakfast that you can heat up in the morning.
1: Um, this creation, I have to just point this out, and maybe it's premature, <laughs> but I want to see what is this? We're looking at so, this, this is, is an apple. We can hold it up if yes. you want to. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: I don't know if we you can guys can see, see that it or there. not. It's a little
1: owl face. Yes.
0: You got oh, two little, we go.
1: There, perfect. See, it's upside down. It. Out. All right, good, <laughs> two good. Two little eyes there uh, on the little blueberry eyes, banana, and then strawberry mouth, and a little bit of hair with uh, some little, little shavings of carrots. Yeah. Peanut, yeah. peanut butter and honey, I guess. Is peanut that that
3: butter it? I put on there. You mm-hmm. can also add honey to that as well. It makes, so Adds good. a little bit of sweetness, but this is definitely a healthy snack that right. kids can make. If they're making their own healthful foods, they're more likely to eat them. So, you can include this as a snack. It could be a part of a lunch, however you want to do that. So
1: Obviously, foods can affect us differently what they do for us. What about brain-boosting foods? What's going to boost our brain power?
3: Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is omega-3 fatty acids. Those are good for brain development. Mm -hmm. So that's found in foods like walnuts, ground flaxseed, Mm -hmm. as well as salmon. Some other things to think about are healthful carbohydrates because your body breaks down carbohydrates and then Mm -hmm. makes glucose. And glucose is the main source of energy for Mm -hmm. your brain. So you want to make sure that you're doing whole grains as well as lots of good fruits to make sure that your body does have the carbohydrates that it needs to function well.
0: Yeah, talk to us about that function why is it so important that we are feeding our kids these healthy meals? Yeah, most definitely. So, you want to make sure your kiddos have
3: the nutrients that they need to develop their bodies and also their minds. Yeah. There are certain nutrients out there that have been shown, like omega-3 fatty acids, mm-hmm. to be good for brain development. Uh, different polyphenols or flavonoids, other phytochemicals may be good for it to decrease inflammation, to promote good health. And then, also, some of them are showing to be um, positive in promoting good cognition as well. So, that's why it's important to include a variety of fruits and vegetables right. to make sure that 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 they are getting those nutrients that they need. Okay,
1: this one, everybody has a couple of these at home, I know I do, picky eaters. What about the picky eaters? What do you do to get them to get the good stuff?
3: Yes, so the more likely, they will eat more likely if they are making that particular food. Or if you have a garden, even if you're growing those foods. Hmm. So like we involved, or we have the snack here Mm -hmm. for the owl. It's very easy for them to make. You just kind of cut up the different fruits for them and they can build their own characters. I even have a different um, snack idea here if you're struggling to get your picky eater to eat Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables. You know the typical ants on a log, right? right? Right. So here instead we did more like caterpillars on a log, or a snake. On the log, so we've got grapes on there. Mm-hmm. We have little candy eyes, little matchstick carrots, mm-hmm. all that good stuff that the kids can put on there. And when it's fun to make it, yeah. and they're gonna more likely eat it. And then also they're probably snacking on the blueberries, snacking on the grapes as they sure. go too. So that's another little trick.
0: Very cool tip. Can you talk to us about the food groups that we want to make sure that kids know about what's going into
3: their lunch? Definitely. So I actually have a sample lunch that's right over here. We have little sandwich rounds, that I've actually instead of having it flat like a sandwich, mm-hmm. I've rolled up into. A taco just that's to make it, it a little okay. bit different, a little more bite size. Yeah, so this one's right here. Yeah. So I can lift one of those out of there so you can see that. But just a little taco sandwich there. It's oh, got meat, good, yeah. it's got spinach leaves, it's yeah. got cheese to make sure that you're getting your dairy, your meat, your vegetables, and your whole grains all in one. I also have carrots on there to make sure that you're getting some other vegetables, too. Mm. And then lots of different fruits. I have cherries, I have blueberries, and I have oranges, as well. And you'll see that the oranges have already been sectioned off, uh, because yeah. if mm-hmm. they're peeled already, if it's washed already, yeah. if it's already done, your kids aren't going to have to work to get the fruit, right. and they're just going <laughs> to pop it in their mouths. Right, so, right. yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, talk about psychology for a second. If somebody is not willing to try new things, one of the kids just won't try new things, any tricks mm-hmm. to help them? Give it a shot? Yeah. This, this is a great one, getting involved in the food, but what else right. can you do?
3: Yeah, so another thing that you can try is model good eating behavior. Okay. And then offer different foods along with foods that they already like. So say, for example, that you've got two foods that your child really yeah. enjoys, and you're really wanting them to try cucumbers, for example. Okay. So you may put the two foods that they enjoy on the plate along with cucumbers. Cut it up in different ways. You can do it in slices, you can do it in spears, have different dipping sauces, but be patient because yeah. it may take up to eight exposures for your child oh. to actually okay. even try it. Okay.
0: Summer, mm-hmm. That's a good eight. number right. to know. Thank
1: you so much for being yeah. here. We appreciate all the advice, good things to think about as we head back to school this year. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.